0: So May, recently you and I were stuck in a pretty frightening situation.
1: Right, you mean when we were trapped like in an underwater shipwreck? Is that what you're talking
0: about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, when we were <laughs> trapped in an underwater shipwreck with only an hour of oxygen strapped to our backs. Like this was not good.
1: Oh no, okay. how much time do we have? Oh no. We've
2: <laughs> about 18 minutes left. Oh no.
0: Okay.
1: No, I don't feel like we're that far. Okay.
0: Okay, so full disclosure, we weren't actually drowning. Um, <laughs> this was all part of a virtual puzzle room we played over Zoom.
1: Yeah, that's a sentence I never thought <laughs> I would hear. This is a crazy time to be alive, and here we are in the year 2020.
0: <laughs> in this scenario, obviously, we were pretend stuck, but May, it got me thinking about like how many people there are out there who are actually stuck right now.
1: Right, like people who may be stuck in their houses right now.
0: Or stuck in a dangerous job they can't leave, stuck in a relationship they might want out of. Life is just on pause for so many people.
1: But not for everyone. The couple who trapped us in this underwater shipwreck, they are not stuck. They're actually thriving in this new strange economy.
0: Yeah, you're right. Like, at a time when jobs and businesses are collapsing around us... This is a rare pandemic success story.
1: So this episode, how one small business is making it work by helping people like us imagine our own escape. You put the key in the small keyhole, wondering if
3: the lock still works or if it's too rusty to open. You really might be stuck in
1: here forever. Oh my God. From Colorado Public Radio, this is at a distance.
0: Your guide to life in a pandemic.
1: I'm May Ortega, hoping my cat doesn't start screaming for attention in the middle of my living room right now.
0: <laughs> and I'm Sam Brash, sitting in my kitchen, cooking a loaf of bread I might not even eat. Okay, so May, before we get into this, you told me you're, you're not much of a puzzle person, right?
1: No, I mean, I like games, but not puzzles so much. They're not not—they're not really my thing.
0: So I thought I was a puzzle person. Like I like jigsaw puzzles and puzzle boxes and even, you know, math problems. But, you know, everything is relative. When you and I spoke to this couple, James and Alyssa Warner, they live here in Denver. I realized that compared to them, I'm like a puzzle second grader. They're like <laughs> puzzle PhDs.
2: So we met in 2012. We realized that we really liked puzzles. Um, We each liked them just independently of each other. And come Christmas of 2014, this started a tradition to incorporate our love of puzzles into the way that we would give presents. And it started off with really simple scavenger hunts around the apartment. And over the years, it grew really in scope and complexity. For example, she's a marathon runner. And so I gave her turn-by-turn directions I drove her to an intersection, and she had to run a GPS pattern using her GPS watch. So when she gets back to the apartment, she can see that the GPS track that she ran was the word railing. So she goes out to the apartment railing, and she pulls up her present that had been lowered on a string.
0: Oh, my God.
1: The couple that puzzles together stays together.
3: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I like that. That's a good one. We're going to remember that when we're frustrated at each other's puzzles.
1: But this last Christmas, James and Alyssa realized they wanted to create different kinds of puzzles for each other.
0: Their friends and their family loved hearing about these gifts, but they couldn't play along.
2: So for 2019, we decided that we were going to write out these game scripts for each other that we just played across the table. And we
3: called some of my family and we realized instead of just, you know, retiring our puzzle hunts that we spend like a significant amount of time creating for each other. Like, we could
0: actually share it with people. And the people they shared it with, they loved these puzzles so much. They told James and Alyssa to make it into a business, a kind of remote escape room empire.
1: Both of them still have day jobs. James works for the federal government, and Alyssa works in science communications. But they decided, what the hell, let's do it.
0: They landed on a name, Perusal, because it sounds kind of puzzly, and they plan to launch sometime this summer.
1: But then, you know, that pandemic thing happened, and they realized that this was the time.
2: We heard of so many people staying home, so many people being socially distant, and the puzzlers of the world uh, still need something to do. So we wanted to provide a service to those puzzlers and uh, give back to the community that we've enjoyed for five years now.
0: Wow. I mean, was there a moment when you sort of knew that you had a successful business on your hands?
2: Uh, So from my perspective, I was really floored when I got an email one day asking if we would be the entertainment for a 12-year-old girl's birthday party. It was so enlightening to me. So we're not parents, but the frustration in that mother's voice as she was getting the call set up and, oh, is Becky online? Is Susie there? And finally, whenever everybody got connected and we took over, the sigh of relief on that mother's face and the girls giggling the whole way through it, uh, that really meant a lot to us.
0: And May, I think this is the moment you and I realized that we didn't understand a key piece of this whole story. Like their business might be succeeding, but I don't think we really understood what it was.
1: Yeah, no. Like, how do you make an escape room into like an audio only experience? Like, the physical aspect is in the name.
0: It's a room. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> exists physically somewhere in space. Uh, so we decided <laughs> to give it a try. Well, let's just jump in and and let's play this game. Um, um, James yeah, and Melissa, are still you there? After this. And just to set the scene here quick, we were both at our homes. We had headphones, laptops, pens, Mm -hmm. and paper, and then we get a Zoom call from James and Alyssa.
2: Hello, and welcome to this production from Perusal, your home for live hosted (laughs) online escape rooms. As we get started.
1: We learned that James and Alyssa each
2: had roles to play. Your game mistress is already on the call with us. That's Alyssa. And I will be your clue genie for this game.
1: Can everybody see? And that's song? James, obviously. Correct.
0: Clue Jeannie James.
1: Excellent titles. <laughs> Alyssa then read our scenario to us. In this puzzle, Sam and I are intrepid scuba divers set to explore a shipwreck.
2: You
3: leave the marina in upstate New York as planned and head out to the first shipwreck, the Vickery. You start descending and soon see the big hole in the side of the shipwreck. And when you find it, you go in first. As you clear the opening, an iron grate suddenly slides into place from the hole's edges. Oh, no!
2: The <laughs> drama unfolds.
3: Oh, no. That leaves you one hour to get out of the vickery. And now is also a good time to start taking notes.
0: Okay. All right. At this point, the image of the shipwreck shows up on the screen. It shows that we're trapped inside with random ship stuff and oxygen is running out.
1: And we have several puzzles to solve if we want any hope of getting out of here.
0: Right. We got (laughs) death to be defied here. But then May, we begin to explore the ship. And for an intrepid scuba diver, I found out you don't know much about like uh, ship stuff.
1: Now, Sam, this is going to be a dumb question. What is (laughs) a (laughs) mast? Not going to lie. I thought my lack of knowledge about nautical life would have held us back. But I guess... Guess
0: not. Nope, we moved right on. I taught you what a mass was. We swim through this ship and found codes for locks. And it pops open.
2: Woo! Hey, good job.
0: Open bags of fish food to draw sharks.
1: Oh, there's sharks in here now? That's great. They're baby
2: <laughs> sharks. They're the cute ones, not the like... Oh, okay. Yeah, okay.
1: And finally, we found an old painting of the ship, which clued us into the location of an ancient key. And with just seconds to spare... You put the key
3: in the small keyhole, wondering if the lock still works or if it's too rusty to open. You really might be stuck in here forever, but the key slides mm-hmm. in easily and as you turn it, you feel the lock opening. You're finally <laughs> able to lift the grate up, and as you do so, you swim out from the vickery. You're finally free.
0: Oh, we oh did my it. god, we're oh, free. Gosh.
3: Cool. <laughs> Congratulations, baby. <laughs> hey.
1: Congratulations, Sam! Did we make think it you, out within the hour, or did we run out? I think you were very
3: close.
2: Yeah, yeah you, it seems you like you were a little on the long side of it. Yeah, so we, we ended <laughs> at uh, one hour, three minutes, and four seconds.
0: Oh my gosh! Oh man. So we we wow. died, but we barely we, died. But
1: but we barely died, but we made it.
0: And I think May, even though you aren't a puzzler, even though you don't really do escape rooms, you really like this, right?
1: Yeah, I did. It, it It was just really fun. It got my brain working in ways that it really hasn't worked in a while, especially mm-hmm. being stuck at home. I can honestly say that for a second there, I really did forget about the real world situation and was just in this imaginary moment. That was probably my favorite part of all of this.
0: Yeah, I loved it, too. I had a total blast. And James and Alyssa say we're far from the only ones who want to play their games. Each of these costs 15 bucks a person. It goes up to about eight people and they're booked up days in advance. They basically have this new source of income. Well,
1: and it's also so interesting how they're thinking about that success because we weren't sure if it was something they planned for or, you know, like a happy accident.
3: (laughs) I think a little bit of both. We definitely got lucky. But one piece of advice is if you have an idea Maybe it's not exactly what you envisioned, but if you have a way to make it remote friendly, maybe explore that right now.
1: Since, you know, you are doing so well, do you have people in your lives who
2: are struggling? Yeah, we've got family that is very much struck by this, that we've got um, teachers, like we have a cousin in New York who works in the theater industry and nobody's going to theater these days. The best we can do is, in this particular case, this cousin who's a displaced theater worker is we're putting her to work with some of our games because we play the game that she advised us on we're able to cut her a check
0: part of the reason i was so interested in you guys is like i almost feel like maybe you're one of the pioneers of like the remote economy like you're really trying to get people to interact in a way they did in the physical world now yeah,
2: on the yeah, internet very much so. <laughs> so a lot of the brick and mortar shops are having a had a problem transitioning. So we're in some of the groups of escape room owners and whatnot, and there's a lot of talk there about how to keep these commonly small businesses running during the pandemic. So a lot of them are transitioning to things like the owner can still go into his place of business and he'll wear a GoPro on his head. And so folks are transitioning as best they can given these changes. Accidental or not, Alyssa and
1: James have some tips for anybody thinking about starting their own remote business.
0: Hints from the clue genie, so to speak. Because (laughs) Cruzel isn't the only venture that's coming out of this pandemic. All sorts of creative people are trying to take their crafts online. We have Mm -hmm. ticketed online plays. We have ticketed online (laughs) sports events, live cooking classes, workout classes.
1: Even podcasts. Even
0: podcasts. (laughs) And this strange new economy has helped revive some older industries too, like drive-in theaters.
1: Now, we're not saying you should have to have some brilliant idea to survive right now. The most important thing is to take care of yourself and of others. For this couple, that just happened to include launching a business.
0: And if you're in the same place, here's some ideas for what to keep in mind.
1: First, be flexible. Maybe you have a business idea that seemed perfect for the before times. See if it can be adjusted.
2: That flexibility includes not rigidly sticking to our original plans, because had we done that, we'd be writing episodes now rather than talking to you.
0: Second, technology is tough. If your idea depends on people interacting online, try out different platforms.
3: We're very heavily dependent on Zoom. Doesn't mean it's gonna work for everyone. Like if someone's starting a business, definitely like explore your options, figure out what's gonna work for you.
1: Third, know everyone's life has been upended. That means customers might not come from places you'd expect.
3: Be open to unexpected occurrences. Like again, us having kids birthday parties, like we had
0: no idea. So be open and flexible to that sort of thing. Finally, think about what you'd wanna be doing right now and sell that.
2: We didn't go into this saying, ooh, I wanna make oodles of money. We went into this with the idea of There's a community of puzzlers like us that want something to do.
0: Okay, that's it for this week's show. One more final thing.
1: We want to hear about any other pandemic success stories. Have you launched a business, maybe put on a play, a concert, come up with something totally wild that just works?
0: Or do you know somebody who has?
1: email at a distance at CPR.org or tweet us at CPR news.
0: We'll be back next week with more stories and ideas to help you out during all of this. In the meantime, stay tough and stay safe.
1: And wash your hands.
0: Wash your hands. (laughs) At A Distance is a podcast from CPR News. It's hosted by me, Sam Brash.
1: And me, May Ortega.
0: Our producer is Rebecca Romberg.
1: Our executive producer is Kevin Dale.
0: Brad Turner is our head of audio innovations, and he wrote our theme music.
1: Yeah, he did. Additional music by Blue Dot Sessions.
0: Please rate and review at a distance if you use Apple Podcasts. It can really help other people find the podcast at this difficult time. And if you have tips or story ideas, email us again at at a distance at cpr.org.
1: Colorado Public Radio journalists are here for you to report on this pandemic. We're speaking to health experts and helping to make sense of our changing world. This would not be possible without CPR members. Support our work with a donation at CPR.org. And thanks.